2020 has been one hell of a year. But for me and Rich in Facts, this story I'm about to share goes back long before the pandemic ever hit. Since I was in high school, I've been a huge sports fan, specifically basketball and football. You know, I remember when I was in high school, I would watch every single game, like not just the Patriots. I'd watch the one o'clock game. If it was the Giants, Lions, it didn't matter. I'd I'd watch the four o'clock game, the 8 p.m. game, the Monday night game, the Thursday night game, whatever day there was a game playing, I would watch it. I'd watch the pregame shows before the game. I'd watch the halftime shows. I'd watch the postgame shows. I just, I was on NFL Network, NFL.com, excuse me, every single day, reading articles, analysis, watching highlights. I couldn't get enough of it. And somewhere late in high school, that's when I realized I wanted to go to college um, to study journalism, broadcasting, and be a sports analyst on ESPN someday. It just seemed like such a a joy to be doing what I love, which is watching sports, talking about sports, and following sports for a living. Um, you know, and I and I wanted to take that to head when I went to college as well, and just expose myself as much as possible to the business. So, while I was in college, I worked as a you know a PA announcer. It was awesome that in my last two years, I also got to intern at two of the top 10 news stations in the country, that being WJLA in Washington, D.C. and WCVB in Boston. And in between that, I got to um, intern at one of the local uh, local news outlets in Concord, New Hampshire. Now, the awesome thing about those years in college doing those internship gigs was that I got to meet so many players and coaches and reporters and anchors, you know, people who I grew up watching and admiring as a kid watching, you know, the local newscast or, you know, even playing with pro athletes in Madden or 2K. So to be able to hold a microphone and ask these guys questions and have those questions answered and then put on live TV, it was a dream come true. And I I just remember it just feeling so surreal. Like I could not believe I was in that building, in those meetings with the same people I'd see go on live and do it every day, traveling all over the country. It, It was awesome. And every day just felt like being on cloud nine that I was at those facilities, studying in D.C. in particular. To do that at WJLA was just... Um, it's an experience I'll never forget, and to this day, I still have friends and acquaintances and mentors that I've been able to gain from those experiences, you know, and um, even during that time, being able to attend the National Association of Black Journalists Convention and being a member of the NEBJ, so being able to meet so many great black journalists as well and finding new friends and mentors in that field. I, I'll never forget how great an experience that was as well. And, you know, I was so fortunate for me that, um, you know, one of the news anchors that I met at, at WJLA helped me financially to make that trip happen that year. You know, in college, you know, with that included, I had some of the most amazing friends that I'd met, acquaintances that you know, really helped shape me and mold me into the person I am today. You know, I can say I've had some of the best years, if not the best years of my life to this date. 
you know, with those years in college and just the, the people I was able to meet and the fun I was able to have with all of them. It's, it's something that still puts a smile on my face to this day. And yet, as good as those times were, it was also the start of the darkest chapter of my life to date. In 2015, early into my junior year, that's when I started to notice I was battling depression. I remember just one day it just being a struggle and then that continuing into a pattern of not being able to get out of bed. Um, you know, I'd be, concentration was just impossible. I'd be at the library just staring at the screen for hours trying to get anything on paper but getting absolutely nothing done and then next thing you know seven hours later the place is closed and I'm going into another room and it's 2 a.m. and I'm just barely scraping by until 6 a.m. to complete anything it was a struggle I remember I had to drink so many monsters just to get in a position to focus and get work done. It was hard to breathe. I remember just hyperventilating and just terrified of everything and anyone around me. And, you know, it was so bad. I, I remember not wondering if I was actually going to be able to finish college. I uh, I started, um, I went to go see a new therapist on campus at the time. And, you know, when he had, you know, basically I explained him what I was feeling and he was like, yeah, you know, it sounds like you got a case of depression. And I think the scariest thing about that was even before he told me that, I knew that that's what it was because, you know, I had been battling anxiety since late high school. So I knew depression was the next step after anxiety. It's like the symptoms of anxiety times a hundredfold it's like you can't even describe it and it was so scary because not only was I sneaking off to see a therapist and having to lie you know to my friends and family members about where I was going I did not know who I could talk to about this because the stigma to this point on mental health has been so bad um you know when you when you tell somebody that you have a cold, you know, everyone rallies around you and they put their arms around you and hug you when it's depression, or I should say going back to the time in 2015, you know, you tell somebody you're depressed, you know, they'll, they'll think you're crazy. They'll put you in a rubber room and lock you up. It's like, nobody was talking about these things. This was something that was seen as something that a psychopath or a crazy person would have. But it was so scary because it was real for me and I knew I was no psychopath. But if I told anybody, I was afraid that I would lose friends, I would lose acquaintances, my whole family members. I felt like my life would just get turned upside down. And it, I was just barely able to scrape through college, just battling everything I was battling. It was like... I feel like I just barely crossed the finish line. Everything at that point was a fight for survival. Everything I did, every conversation I had felt like I was just carrying a huge weight, dark cloud on my shoulders, and I did not know how to get rid of it. After graduation, things got worse. 
with school no longer with school or friends I felt like no longer being there to you know serve as a distraction the floodgates open not only was it hard for me to concentrate you know to get anything done even when I would sleep for hours I would feel exhausted and that was just part of it too not being able to fall asleep and then when I finally was able to fall asleep sleeping for 12 15 hours and it just the scary thing is it didn't feel healthy but it felt normal it was anything and everything I felt I was having all these symptoms of depression and this is something that was just going on and on and it was terrifying because at this point you know, I'm thinking, okay, the next step after graduation is to start investing in my media career path. But it felt like poison thinking about journalism and broadcasting. I didn't want to be anywhere near the business. Like it, just thinking about it, watching sports, not being able to concentrate on the games all of a sudden when before years ago it felt normal. Just anything to do with the business felt poison, and that was terrifying for me because, you know, I had basically spent my whole young adult life building my life, my resume, to a point where I could take this next step to get into the field. And I just remember feeling so confused and conflicted. It was, I was terrified if, if everything I had done to this point had it all meant nothing you know I I knew at a young age because I had a half brother who went to college that I was going to go to college no matter what it helped that by the time I was in late high school I knew wanted I knew what I wanted to go there for but basically from the time I was six to post-graduation I I felt like I always knew where I what I was going to do next even if I didn't know how it was going to play out And so this was the first time I did not know what my path was and where I was going next. And with me thinking about everybody, friends, family, co-workers who had helped get me to where I was right now, knowing how much time and energy I'd invested into this chapter of my life, I didn't know how to look them in the eye and tell them, I don't know if I'm going to continue to be in this business because I just don't. I I feel like my this part of my soul is gone. It's either that or it's just poison and it's just not resonating with this with this business anymore. See, even after I graduated and you know, I never took my foot off the gas despite everything I was going through. You know, that and partly I gotta give a lot of credit to my mom you know, for just encouraging me to kind of stay in the game, so to speak. So, you know, I tried to make a bigger name for myself by doing a bunch of broadcasting gigs in the local Boston area. You know, I'd be doing play-by-play and PA announcing for schools like Harvard University, Tufts University, Brighton High School, Mount Ida before they got bought out. And I was able to, you know, invest into this game at an even higher level and just having new experiences and once again you know it was it was like half feeling like I was where I was supposed to be the other half feeling like this is the worst like 
this doesn't feel good at all. And depression can do that to you. It can rob you of everything that you love and hold dear. I was terrified of just talking to any of my 